Hey there, and welcome to Mañana Mana, where we will dive deeper into the meanings of scriptures and relate them to current events. Now here are your hosts, Brother James, Moises, and Junior. Welcome back, everybody, to Mañana Mana. Welcome back, Captain Holybeard. How you doing? Welcome back, Brother Mo. How's everybody doing? All right, and as a special segment, like we mentioned on a couple podcasts ago, we do have a special episode for Mother's Day. And with that being said, we invited our lovely wives to join us on the podcast. So I'd like to introduce my wife, Sister Edel. Hey. Sister Naomi. Hello. And Sister Angie. How you doing, everyone? All right. So again, this is our Mother's Day special, and we're just going to dive right into it because I think we're going to we have a lot to go over, and and I, and I believe that as men and children, whoever's listening, that we're going to learn a few things today about and women and women, yes, and women. Yeah, we we all need to learn something. I mean, you know, like it says in Hosea four six, you know, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So just put on your listening ears and learn something. All right, so diving in. So what I just want to go over, what I learned in, in this, again, because I've never been a, a mother, and I've never been, I've never given birth. So, <laughs> But so today we're going to be talking about a mother like no other. So several years ago, I actually saw this on a website. We, we try hard not do shameless plugs. When they come out, it's always on accident. So I'm just going to say a website. And on this website, they show they show how much people actually kind of make on an average for the career demographics and stuff like that. And what I found interesting when they, they put out an article and they said, how much should a mother actually earn? And so this was they did the full thing. Right. They just kind of did the demographics and they based this on a mother that had two two children around preschool age. And uh, I was actually quite shocked whenever I saw the results and it said, so according to that calculator, said the average income to do the work that a mother does is about $111,853. And so if you're wondering why that figure is so high, it's because they take into consideration some of the roles that a mother does, right? So they're, they're the chef, they're the Uber driver, they're the counselor, right? They're the, um, they're the one that the guidance counselor for, for some husbands that are out there. So pretty much everything. I mean, I wonder if that's why they like the everything bagels so much. I don't. <laughs> that's why they go to multitasking. That's, that's yeah. it. And so, and so we're going to be just talking about what does the, uh, what does the Bible say about this? And so I know a familiar topic and a familiar chapter that that's referred to, that comes out of the Bible is in the book of Proverbs, right? And it talks about the virtuous woman and we are going to get there. But so the, the king, there was a, a king that was mentioned, King Lemuel. I'm just going to assume that's right. Yeah. So he touched on that very subject. And the, the crazy thing is that he didn't have the internet back then to be able to run those figures and those calculations, all that. But he did recognize, and he did come to that similar conclusion that the worth of a godly woman is, is, is pretty high, right? And it's very, it's very substantial in, in this world today. So, and uh, just because that was written back then, I don't think it, it's changed any, any uh, relevance. I think it still holds the same, same amount of water. If it hasn't increased. If it hasn't increased. Well, you know, inflation. Right. So, 
<laughs> so we're going to be jumping into that. So we're going to, Mo, we're going to be talking about now the S word. And so before you cancel me out, it is the salvation through submission. The salvation through, uh, through submission. So we have what, uh, the, the verse Corinthians 7, 14 says, for, for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean. But as, it, as it is, they are holy. Um, I, what I think is, is here in, in this scripture is, uh, you know, in, in, in here, even though the scripture says is the husband is the believing, but for our testimony and our experience, well, in our lives, is it was the tables were turned, and my wife was the believer, and I was the unbeliever. And through years, she's, you know, she's try you know to try to get me to go to church and try to get me to 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 you know to turn my ways but uh you know throughout the years i i fought that so um so with, with this being said you know it's just it's just that that uh at the end I, you know, i'm just grateful that god finally got a hold of me through her prayers and sac you know th those fervent prayers that she made and uh and was able to turn my life around because of you know her prayers yes and um i believe that the key word here is submission submission for any woman any woman in the 21st century is a bad word uh for any woman that's out there that's not in the church that is a bad word uh submission is more than just submitting to your husband um it's submitting also to the will of god so while doing a little bit of reading i know that god told the woman he told the woman to be a submitted woman because it is easy for us to take the lead. It is easy for us internally to take and, and spearhead different things at a different time uh, where a man has been mandated to go work and go uh, work the plows because it's easy for a man probably to do the opposite, not necessarily all the time. Um, so submission is for many women a bad word, but when you recognize that submission is not a bad word because submission without faith, without faith is slavery. But with faith is when it becomes powerful. So that right there is, it's, is we don't want to be the slaves. We want to be empowered. And we're empowered because we do have that faith. Man. Wow. Already I'm up. catching the Holy already. Ghost up in there already. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, we got these lovely ladies in here. Uh, and I want to, I just want to go ahead and say, you know, as far as um, in this flesh, in this world, I mean, we're always supposed to put God first, but he was generous and gracious to gift us with our wives, with women, right? Back in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verses 18 through 25, the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him, right? So then he starts making the animals. So he's got all these animals, all these creatures. But he's like, whoa, he needs a woman. That's what he needs. So he put us to sleep and he created, took a rib and created a woman. So, uh, and, and you go into that and he said, uh, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh, right? 
So I am sitting next to my gift from God, and I love her very much. Um, mm. So it, it, it's uh, one huge thing, uh, you know, going to, um, I guess, going back into the, the topic here, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 14, talking about the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. And like Brother Moses said here, I was the unbeliever in this scenario at first. So even more so was she a gift from God. Uh, I was at the end of my, my line, you know. I, I, I couldn't find anything like I've said before. It was, it was, I, was, I was done. I, there was nothing. I was the Ecclesiastes, if you will. It was done, you know. What, what good is anything? And uh, he sent her to me. She led me to church, and God got a hold of me. And therefore, I, I, there was submission there, you know, uh, to God through her. What do you... Uh... I got three types of notes, so I'm going to roll with this. I love this scripture. I struggled with it when I was reading it to try to... I, off of four hours of sleep to try to like kind of understand it. I love this scripture because it truly is that we as women have the ability to bring our families to Christ through our submission, not just our husbands if they're unbelievers, but, but it also talks about the children. That's a gift is that, is that our children are under our acts of submission. It can bring them to salvation and the S word to me, I wanted to talk about salvation. Let's talk about the important word there. That's an amazing word, right? Um, submission is for everybody. When I focus on submission, my husband has to submit to God's voice. Um, first off, the word, the word of God, and, and our pastor, the leadership in the church. You know, And the idea of it is counterculture, especially for us women right now. So I know that you know, in the id and ego and super ego psychology world, the id right now is out of control and we won't. So um, it's really hard to submit. But James 4 and 7 says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Not just, not just women or men, it's everybody. So I have to remember when I'm having a, a hard time submitting to my husband, I have to remember who's, who he's submitting to, which is far greater, you know. And we also... You know, if we don't submit, this is considered rebellion. And in First Samuel fifteen twenty three, you know, it states rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Wow. And I, when I read that, I was like, dude, yeah, it is crazy. So, so we all have to really submit, or we're doing our families as as women a disservice, our children and our husbands, and um, and you know. Last thought on that was, I was thinking about this too, it's crazy how I can submit to my work and like my boss is, you know, my role as a nurse or the pol I have to follow policies and procedures and if there's a change, I can, you know, I sure can submit to them. But yet m my husband who would, you know, calls for me to do something, it seems like it's harder for me to submit to the things he's requesting at times and he's responsible f for my house, you know, for the household. So. Yeah, this is, it's, it's a hard thing to deal with, but um, again, it's something that we all have to wrestle with. And, and I think it is easier. Like you said, there's, there is freedom and liberation there when you just get a better understanding of it, Angie. Yeah, I definitely, 
I, I love that. I love that what you girls are saying and what you men are saying. Um, for me personally, uh, the salvation through submission, yes, it is. It's hard because the generation today is like, you know, women. It's about women empowerment, and and it's and it's tough. It's tough to have that mindset. But I personally, I've always loved being there for my husband. I I find just such gratitude and it's just it's so humbling it's so humbling that he chose me to care for him and and it's just like God just it just it all falls into place and that's what I love about this because if you listen to God's word and he's telling you that you have to submit all these blessings are followed behind it so for me it's just an all-around blessing I would say just, just some of the stuff that you were saying was just really, I, I never really thought about it like that. I would call you uh, Sister Holybeard, but that might not come off so well. <laughs> I'll take so. it. I'll take it. I mustache. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you were talking about that at work, you can, you know, submit at work and that you can, if there's a change of management, change of policy, you'll just jump right on it. And, and never really thought about it like that because... You know, it's at home. It's it's easy for for wives, or you know, even husbands. I'm gonna you know throw us in there too. It's easy for wives and husbands, since we're talking about submission. It's easy for wives or husbands to follow those changes at work, and not, you know, we might get a little upset, but we're gonna still do it, and and, and we're gonna do it so well that we're gonna show up for work the next day and do it all over again. But then if it happens at home, we're so quick to get our feelings hurt and call it quits. Mm. But instead of quitting a job, we're quitting our family. Right. You know, we're, we're quitting our marriage. And, man, I, you hit that spot on. Uh, that's that, that's just that's a, an amazing way to put it because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's crazy what, as husband and wives, what we will put up with just for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And, you know, I kind of thinking about that, just the way you were talking is like – when you bring that personal aspect to it, the emotions, right? Um, what are you doing for that dollar? As opposed to what are you doing at home? That emotional support that will help you build you up and send you back out into the world to make that dollar. It can make you so much stronger if you just submit at home and get that right. But at the same token, I think is at work you have predetermined guidelines and you don't go beyond those predetermined guidelines, regardless if they are a little bit squirrely. Where at home, if God is telling your husband to do something that's completely off the cuff, you have raw emotion that you don't, you're not authorized and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to have raw emotion at work. So you release those barriers or the boundaries that encompass you as a civil person and you're taking them to now an undisclosed raw, raw, because that's all it is, is raw to the place and God might have guidelines that we don't agree with and they're not predetermined and they're not in a book and they're not in a rule book. So that it is very hard to wrap your head around. And you know what? You guys brought a uh, very important point that uh, I thought of once, once it was with submission. But the other one is, is that it only works in, as in the Christian faith, right? It only works that way. As for it's easy for a woman to be submissive, only if the man is submissive to God. Mm. Yeah, 
That's good. Because what we experience, you know, like all of you guys know my testimony, is that because I wasn't being obedient to God, the flow of the house did not work. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, Angie had to go through the times where she, she couldn't be submissive because she had to take care of her kids in a way, right? So once we... Our kids. Once we... <laughs> That's right, girl. Lined up. <laughs> once I, you know, once we be able to line up, it's, it's easy for that because, you know, when we let God flow through us, mm. you know, it's the flow. It's like having that kink in that hose. Mm. Come on. And when we open that hose, mm-hmm. it's a flow that it goes through from God, through me, through my wife, and through our children. Good. Amen. That that's, that's that overflow that's we were just good. talking about. <laughs> One thing that, that I found real interesting whenever I was uh, doing my notes on this is the word, and y'all know I like to do this. I like to make them difficult with the words and yeah, all that. But, but the actual Greek word that they use uh, right there for uh, sanctify that's in the verse, it's uh, hagiazo. And that they would use that word back in, in the Old Testament when they had to consecrate something in the temple before they would bring it before God. And, and so when it talks about that uh, for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified, you know, through his wife, you know, I, I was thinking about so many times uh, through our, our marriage, you know, we've, I think we're, we're 20 years together this year, not married, but, you know, together 20 years. 21. Wow. 21. That's going on 21. We're at 20. We're going on 21. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but with that being said, there was so many times, even, uh, you know, in our walk with, with, with Christ, that she would have to carry um, our marriage. And me being the, the knucklehead I was, you know, would just took it for granted in the sense of, well, she's going to take our kids to, to church while I go to work because I got to work. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if there's church. I got to go to work. And so there I was, you know, here we were with you know, five kids and I'm going to work and she's lining our kids up, taking them to church and, you know, and all that. And so when I, when I read that, I was like, man, that's exactly what my wife was doing, you know, because, and a result, you know, and and again, like Mo said, you know, y'all have heard my testimony as well, where I fell out of the church is that as a result, me chasing the things that were not being submissive to God, uh, you know, it led to, to my downfall. But in the midst of all that, you know, and, and again, I was a knucklehead. I, I just being the smart aleck that I am sometimes when she would say things like, you know, oh, you know, my back hurts. And and I, I'm pretty sure I said it once or twice, twice, you know, I'm like, well, you know, that's from you carrying this marriage, you know, just mm. instead of being like, wow, you know, w- what she's doing, you know, that's being in my 20s mentality. You know, now that I'm a little bit older, got a little bit more pepper in my hair. Uh, not pepper, salt, <laughs> a little less pepper in my hair. Uh, now I'm realizing that's that's exactly what my wife was doing. She was consecrating me and our family through her efforts of, of submitting through God. And so, you know, we talked about the S word, you know, but, but what about the B word, right? Which is the blessings uh, in birth that, that a mother has to go through. And in 1 Timothy 2.15, it says, But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. And this, uh, this second topic and with that scripture, it reminds me of my mother. Where, you know, 
in our household, it was more traditional, where my fa father just provided and my mother took care of the children. And one thing that she instilled in us throughout from birth and on was church, God, obedience. And throughout, you know, whether there were times where, you know, we didn't want to go to church. Did we get beatings? Yeah, she was a Mexican mom. Yeah, we, we got our beatings <laughs> to go to church. <laughs> but, but we knew, you know, when all, you know, as a kid, you don't understand that. Mm. You don't understand what is the importance. But what I realized as I was out on my own, how important it was to go to church. And it was because of my mom. Mm. Mm. Come on. And there's one time my mom told me, hey, um, I'm sorry that, we're not, that we were poor and we can't bring you any inheritance. And that's when I, you know, God put it in me. It's just, but mom, you did give me an inheritance. Mm. That's right. You brought me to God. That's yeah, good. amen. That's good. And you steal that to me. So I cherish that, the dedication the mothers have, that our fathers at time, we were so busy with being men that we forget that, the importance of that when we're not aligned with God. Wow. Kind of <laughs> got me speechless here. That was man. a mic drop. We were done. <laughs> I got something That's in good. my eyes. That was a shout out to his mother, by the way. Yeah. Somebody's cutting onions oh. back there. Yeah, man. Uh, couldn't find my voice there for a second. <laughs> Nay, you got something? I do. I thought you were going to go first. I was being submissive and letting my husband go first. <laughs> Come on. Ephesians' wife. <laughs> um, I like this verse a lot. I took the literal verse, and I was like, man, saved through child rearing is really the word you should put there. <laughs> Bearing. Um, man, I'm not, I mean, I'm in a, what do we call me? An Ecclesiastes wife. Yes. Ecclesiastes woman, not much of a Proverbs woman. I got some bitterness on me. But, um, but I do, I love this verse because it answers what I've read. Uh, when, when Paul's, he's addressing this great question to me that like how, uh, how can women in the 21st century avoid the mistake of Eve? That's, that's truly what he was asking um, because they're talking about, if I can read really quick in verse 14 before that, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So like it explains her sin. And basically this is where Paul like, you know, painfully points out, hey women, by the way, you know, it's you. You guys really Eve, you know, transgressed. This was the original sin. And so Eve jacked it up for all of us. And so because of that, we as daughters of Eve need to save ourselves. So it's not that we need to have a load of kids to save ourselves. That's not what that's saying through childbearing. He's really talking about child rearing, like I said, um, the duties of a woman, adhering to their God-given boundaries and tending to their you know, responsibilities, their God-given responsibilities as a woman. Um, and that's really hard to do in 2021. I think we could all go around today or you know, this week. And it's not just popping kids out. I mean, like nowadays in 2021, I got a job and I, and, and so, so how do I do that? But he says it right there. He says that they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety or with sobriety. That's what, what my version says. I'm weird like this, so I want to look it up because the Bible tells you how to do this, right? So how can I fix the mistake of Eve by, by I guess, having kids? I'll do all that. Okay. 
But it's not just having my kids. It's how am I doing it? How am I raising them? So faith is that assurance. You have to be faithful, the assurance of things hoped for. It is the basic ingredient. You know, we need to be making sure that we're showing our kids that, you know, that we have faith in things. How do we get it? How do we get that faith? And that's being in the word, reassuring, you know, our children, you know, of the word and, and, and raising them in that and, and not, not just being in the word, but acting it, showing them that we're faithful women um, and edifying our family, edifying the body. And charity, of course, is love, you know, generosity, selflessness. It's the kind of love that he's talking about there. You know, um, Corinthians, I think it's, it, it's that love is patient, love is kind. Some versions say charity. Charity is patient. Charity is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. And it's not proud. So holiness, of course, we know holiness, y'all. I mean, pulled some scriptures just to figure out what is it to be a holy woman and, and to fix this and a mother glorifying our body, uh, dignifying it and respectfully caring for ourselves, you know, so that was the holiness. And then sobriety, which I struggle with every day or, or propriety. It's calm. It's being calm and collective. It's having good sense, good judgment and uh, wisdom and level-headedness in times of stress. And man, I try. And to me, when I look at all of this, more than just the Proverbs women, when I look at that, that's a perfect mom. Like that is a good definition by taking all of those attributes, faith, love, holiness, and, and sobriety. If they can do that for their children, that's, that's it right there. If I can meet that, like that's the perfect definition of a, of a mother. So. so even when they're trying to peck you to death like yeah. duck? I tried to find in the Bible where it said raising kids is like being pecked to death by a duck, but... I'm pretty sure it's in Ecclesiastes. I will get back with you guys on that. Maybe it's in the original version. But, um, <laughs> the original tongue. It is. It's got to be. It's got to be. But anyway, that helped me just even in this little study. Yeah, and I would say for me, um, there is just so much blessing in, in the birth of a child. I, I know for me, like Moises, you were saying about your mom, my mom she raised me in, in believing in God, and she was always praying for me, even when I went through my rebellious stage. Um, she was just always a praying mother. Like she would, and so I, I had an understanding of it. And now that we have five children, what one Bible verse that I love is the one that says, "Train up a child in the way that mm. he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it." And it's just, it's such, it's crazy because God chose me to borrow those children. Right now we're just borrowing them. And we're going to raise them and instruct them so that they can one day teach their children. And, and I love that because, sorry, I'm, try, I'm trying not to cry, guys. Yeah. But it, 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 it is... Okay, so let me help you out here for yeah. a second so you can compose yourself. Yeah. So I, okay, I think it's, there you go. So <laughs> as uh, Edel is able to breathe for a second, yeah. when we speak of our children, we never think of the pain of childbirth. And even though yeah. it does talk about childbearing, and you have five, I have two, Naomi has a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I have and, more and, than you. Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's not, we never recollect and we never go back to the pain of childbearing. We remember more the pain that it causes us that we didn't do something right mm -hmm. when they're older. It's not the child bearing act. That is the simplest of the fact 
that's why we keep on doing yeah. it over yep. and over is not the pushing it's not that it is what you said is that borrowed time with our children and knowing and hoping that you know we didn't mess them that bad <laughs> because it's, it, that's what it boils down to because you're never going to be perfect yeah. but you're giving them the right tools or you're giving them the tools necessary to be able to make the right decision when the decision comes. Yeah. Mm. And I know that this is meant for all mothers out there. You know, everybody's saying it's Mother's Day. But in a sense, it's not just for us. It's because we're blessed through our kids. We're blessed through our husband. So I think it's just a big blessing. <laughs> and for everyone listening and for the sisters here today, give you all some, some relief in, in the actual term itself. So in the childbearing term, in the lexicon, it's, it's not... The word child burn, bearing, not burning. <laughs> We're not burning children. No. Uh, and it's not referring to what we know it as, is, which is the actual birth process of it. That term is the cradle to grave process. Mm-hmm. So whether it's one kid or 13 kids, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's the act from the physical aspect of it to the raising you know, aspect of it. And I pray anyone listening, you know, will never have to actually do the, the grave part of it before. And so I don't, I don't want to go there. But it, it is the, the, the cradle to grave process. And, and I think as fathers, uh, as much as we, we want to understand or try to understand, um, I, I don't think we will never understand what that word means. Uh, no, I, I, God wired us differently yeah. just for that purpose. Yeah, I, I think as a guy, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, I, I'm sure there's more days like how we see different, uh, and I've seen this in, in in my marriage, the way we react different to the situation to where, um, I don't, you know, I'm going to say it because it's, it's just in my mind, to where some days I might think child burden, you know, my wife's thinking, you know, child bearing, like this is, this is my child. And this is, you know, to where me, I'm more of a, Hey, you know what? I might take a, I might take a, a whooping for my kid or, a, you know, jump in front of a bullet for my kid where, you know, it's in most women, I'll, I'll you know, for them, it's, I'll get, I'll lay down my life for my kid. And it's not even a thought process, but, but yeah, this term is talking about in here when it says child bearing, it's the whole, we're going to raise, you know, as a woman, you know they're charged with raising our kids the, the right the right way. Now, men, that doesn't, you know, that's not a get out of jail card for us. You know, by any means, if it was up to me, or if it was left to me, like I just mentioned, where I was focused on the worldly thing of working and stuff like that, then my kids would have had no hope. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, God, knowing the way He knows everything, knew that 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 was something that a woman would most likely do better than any man that's, you know, that's, and don't get me wrong, there's great fathers out there, and, and, and I'm not talking about those unique one-off items. We're just talking about in general here because just women, you know, most, most mothers can figure that out better than, than most guys. For us, it's you start tearing up, hey, let's go get a shovel, let's go do some yard work, yeah. you know, or something sure. like that where – you know, again, you know, we we are wired a little bit different, uh, you know, in that sense. But the, the the common thing that I'm hearing today from from the ladies, from the women here today, is that it, there's just a, a a special attachment that they that they have with our children that I just think is most men that we just don't get. You know, we just don't understand. 
Thank you for tuning in to Mañana Mana. We pray you are blessed and that you may find strength through it. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, or any other podcast where available. Thank you.